Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this Festival of Cancer, the first day of preparation in the five-day cycle. As we know, the full moon's a time of opportunity. It's always colored by the quality of the sign under consideration. And so as we, as disciples, try to deepen our understanding of the signs, we work more effectively to help build and strengthen the thought form which this, any particular sign is trying to convey into human consciousness. It's said that the full moon work is perhaps the most important service that we can undertake. And as we grow to understand it more fully, we come to recognize that in a certain sense, the entire month, our spiritual life undergoes a preparation, a type of preparation for this five-day approach to the full moon period. The Tibetan advised one of his members in his group to view all his subjective work throughout the month in exactly that way. He advised to build towards the full moon moment when in the company with your fellow disciples, you can make an approach and can be the recipient of certain forces which you must learn to wield. So 70 or so, 80 years down the road, I'm sure that you two are becoming more and more capable of wielding special forces that are perhaps particularly related to the particular sign under consideration at any one time. We have to work therefore with our discrimination to attempt to touch what the particular forces and energies might be at any time. With our entry into the sign of cancer, we begin the cycle in the breath called the time of outbreathing. When the energies that were accumulated during the previous six month cycle of inhalation and higher interlude are now poured forth onto the world. And because this particular previous six month period was accompanied by the festival week of the new group of world servers, we know that this period of outpouring certainly is going to be productive of results. Not necessarily results that we can tangibly see upon the physical plane, although that might be the case, but also, more importantly, subjective seeds planted within the collective consciousness of humanity. And we know that these energies are released and distributed to the masses of humanity through the five planetary inlets, five cities that are viewed as the chakra points within our planet. And it's interesting to note that two of these cities are governed by the sign of cancer, Tokyo and New York. And in relationship to New York, we know that this Cancerian energy is not only important in regard to this particular planetary center, but to the whole of humanity. For New York is said to stand at the center of the five planetary five-pointed star. So the entire systemic planetary energies that are coming in from cancer can in one sense be regarded as being focalized on the physical plane through this central point. And therefore, it also, of course, 
influences and has its impact on the United States as a whole. And some students of the Asia system believe that in a certain sense, New York acts as the focalizer, not only for this Cancerian energy, but also for the planetary angel, the soul of humanity, but also as the planetary dweller, those forces that are arrayed against the birthing of that soul. Hence the fierce battleground between the forces of light and the forces of darkness that are working out in this land. The lower aspects of this Cancerian sixth ray combination can create considerable confusion. And this is where the work of disciples in each nation comes into play. For it is the responsibility of the disciples in any land to help awaken the soul of their nation. And so it's interesting to note that this weekend, during this five-day full moon period, in the United States, we're celebrating the founding of our nation and the principles on which it was founded. And so perhaps each of us can take time to reflect upon our history, upon the ideals of this nation, and to also reflect on how we can rectify some of the longstanding problems that are in need of adjustment and that have come to light over this previous period. So as we always do at the beginning of our meetings, let's pause for a brief visualization, followed by a sounding of the mantra of unification. So this visualization works with the five planetary centers that I've just been addressing. Let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Visualize within that sphere a triangle. The triangle of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center. Spiritual hierarchy. The planetary heart. And humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light.
now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energies of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the spheres of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love.
I'm considering this quarter of the spiritual year, this time of out-breathing. It's curious to note that each of the three signs of Cancer, Leo, and Virgo all have Neptune as one of their planetary rulers. Neptune for the disciple effectively governs on all three levels in Cancer, making it a perfect agent for the merging of inner and outer worlds and for the quelling of the stormy seas of the astral plane. So we can keep this planet in mind and this outpouring energy of the second ray throughout this period of outbreathing, doing what we can to contribute our quota of distribution of love. Lovatsky said that Neptune does not even rightly belong to our solar system. And surely, if we reflect on this, we could realize that it's here to help bring the entire system under the second ray influence, which is the Dharma that's working out in this system, the manifestation of love wisdom. So we're giving an extra potent boost to that energy because we've been gifted the planet Neptune. And those who want to bring the energy a little closer to home can read in Cosmic Fire that Neptune makes possible the taking of the second initiation in cooperation with the planets Venus and Jupiter. So it's this, this energy that we're working with now, this energy of love wisdom, can help to quell the astral body of the discipleship group in the world. It's an essential aspect of our planetary life through the agency of the Christ, the world teacher, who is esoterically known as Neptune. He who is able to walk on the waters, demonstrating his complete mastery over the astral realm and his attunement to this great planet of Neptune. In the New Testament, in Matthew 14, there's a parable in which we find the disciples in a boat on a stormy sea being battered by fierce winds and rain. And then early in the morning, they were said to have seen the master walking towards them on the waters in the midst of the tempest. And they were crying out, terrified, thinking it was a ghost. But Jesus immediately spoke to them, telling them not to fear. But Peter answered, if it is you, Command me to come to you on the water. Jesus did, and Peter left the boat and began walking towards him on the water. But as Peter noticed the strength of the wind surrounding him, he became afraid and began to sink into the water and called out to his teacher to be saved. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and saved him, but he also questioned him. He said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? As they got into the boat, the wind died down and they were amazed. The disciples needed these demonstrations of faith in order to have their own faith strengthened. But we live in a time without such outer demonstrations. And that's why we're asked to cultivate an inner faith, shraddha, 
forcing us back upon ourselves and upon our own souls. But the parable also implies that it can be within the midst of chaotic conditions that the spirit moves more fully among us and we're asked to hold fast amidst the choppy waters ahead. This particular full moon is highlighted as the third consecutive lunation that's been accompanied by an eclipse. There's a potency to this time, alive as it is with electrical energy that's always released during eclipse cycles. It's said that during such times, things that are hidden can be revealed, triggering outer events. And this has certainly proved true in this country as a result of the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Police brutality and other forms of institutionalized racism have long festered in this land. But perhaps because of the nature of this time, the situation stands revealed with greater clarity, cannot be denied, and has made a much wider impact upon public consciousness, an awareness that will hopefully lead to substantive change. Cancers is a sign related to the third aspect of divinity. It's a building sign, a sign of manifestation, of concretization, transmitting both third and seventh ray energies. We can visualize this building work symbolized in various ways. It can be reflected in a planetary sense through the work of such activities as triangles, which has as one of its primary objectives, the restructuring and rebuilding of the planetary etheric network. And as a consequence, leading to the sacredization of planet Earth. As more and more people join the network, and this is happening now, we can see the outer reflection manifesting in the overall awakening that's taking place throughout the planet. Another level of this Cancerian work of manifestation is related, of course, to the causal body, the inner house of the soul that's constructed stone by stone. It's from this house that we can each draw upon the many gifts that we've accrued over our many lives and use them in meeting the need as it appears on the horizon of our lives. And this sign is also related to the personality itself and the need to make it lighted as well so that it becomes a lighted house. And we're reminded by the symbol of the crab to look beyond its hard and sometimes crusty exterior to the softness and sensitivity of the inner life which it shields. In other words, to look beyond the cover, for oftentimes we are blinded by the form and we negate that which lies beneath it. One of the liabilities of the cancer experience is that it can lead the person colored by this influence to retreat inside that shell of form life in order to guard against the sometimes harshness, the reality of life in the three worlds. 
but the disciple has to guard against this liability by cultivating an inner quiet, a subjectivity, an ability to live and move from within that center. For the meaning of life is to establish those conditions whereby the form becomes simply a translucent vehicle, a receptacle through which the soul's light can shine. Esoterically, cancer is related to the inner home, sometimes known as the inner ashrams, the place of retreat in which we gradually learn to accustom ourselves. As more and more people throughout the world begin approaching the spiritual path, these inner ashrams are challenged to accommodate the many who are clamoring outside the gate. All of us, with whatever capacity we possess, can help to meet this need by letting our own light shine forth. It's a seemingly simple act or phrase to let our light shine forth, but it's one which the Tibetan states is actually a keynote of some of the greatest lives who inform this planet. And we, in our own way, are asked to likewise make it a keynote of our lives. In cancer, we're working with a quiet energy. But as Hercules learned in this fourth labor, this quietness is not easily achieved. For the dough, the symbol of the intuition, which he was charged to capture, is seen at the beginning of the labor as darting from place to place through the forest. Here, one moment, and there, the next, seemingly out of reach. The labor is only achieved when finally Hercules sees the hitherto elusive doe stretched out and resting beside a quiet pool. There he's able to capture it easily and hold it close to his heart. Hercules learned the lesson of discrimination in the preceding Gemini labor, particularly a discrimination in relation to spiritual teachers. And this quality proved valuable in his ability to triumph in this fourth labor. He was consequently no longer taken in so easily by personalities represented here by the enticing goddesses of the sun and the moon. Instead, he had learned to seek beneath the outer veil, revealing the light of the intuition. His task was then to take the dove to the inner temple, the secret place, and leave it there in recognition that he did not own it. He did not own the gifts he received through its means. Instead, the intuition belongs to all who seek the truth. And it was through this development, this inner knowing, that he was guided through all the subsequent labors. And this is surely why Alice Bailey said that this labor of cancer, although quiet and seemingly easy of accomplishment, was in fact one of the very most important of them all. In one of the sutras of Patanjali, we're told that all things can be known in the vivid light of the intuition. That's powerful. And as we enter onto the path and 
a few things are revealed to us, we can understand how difficult it might be to be truly intuitive and have all things revealed to us. The commentary speaks of the progressive development of the light which qualifies the seeker as he moves from knowledge to discrimination and on to a cultivated non-attachment. And as the life of meditation deepens, the initial flashes of intuitive perception eventually merge into a steady stream that becomes the guiding principle in our lives. At this point, at this stage in the path, the seeker comes to embody the name the Buddha gave to those of his followers who are beginning to go deeper into their practice. He called them the stream enterers. As they entered that stream, they became better able to withstand its flow. And then the normal and gentler currents of what's sometimes called the clockwise wheel of existence came to gradually lose its appeal for them. But at this point, the seeker also comes to understand that this new current will take you in the opposite direction to the way you have been traveling around the wheel for eons and eons of time. It's leading you into uncharted territory. But if you take the plunge, eventually the waters which previously appeared cold and dark and unappealing, suddenly appear refreshing and the seeker begins to drink deeply of the life they contain. And then the others who are also following this way begin to appear in one's view and there's a quickening and the inner light becomes the guiding principle. This light is then used and turns upon all matters, obscure, subtle, and remote, thus enlarging the horizon in one's life until eventually we're told it encompasses the whole world. It's interesting to note that for the past 10 years and continuing on until 2026, the planet Neptune's been passing through Pisces, the sign which it rules from a global perspective. On the one hand, this is highly spiritual, and we can see this working out in the world as so many more people are turning to their spiritual lives as the source of their sustenance. But Neptune can also have a darker side. It can cloud the perception can hold one tight on the astral plane. And we also see this working out in the world with much confusion and distress. So let us now work together using the energies of cancer to cooperate with the higher aspects of Neptune pouring through the Christ and into the three lower worlds, making our planet a lighted house. This sign holds within its symbolism the clear pool and the restful poise through which the needed solutions to our crises can be found. So let's do what we can 
zu Nadenerei. Come together in group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. We extend the alignment towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Now we work with the higher interlude. Holding the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energy streaming into Shambhala and radiating through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
meditation. Reflect on the Sita. I build a lighted house and therein dwell. Precipitation.
using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring out through the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical plane centers of distribution. Lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram and sound together the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world.
visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of love and light and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and life 
work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you so much, everyone, for your contributions to this full moon work. And just to let you know that this is, as we said, the first day of preparation. So over the course of the next four days, let's do what we can to hold our alignment, to contribute to making our planet sacred by building a lighted house within ourselves, within our groups and within our planet. The exact time of the full moon, which we're encouraged to observe if we can, on the day of safeguarding is Sunday, July 5th at 12.44 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And our next meeting, uh, the new moon, another new moon of Cancer, occurs on Monday, July 20th, at 6 p.m. And the following full moon of Leo occurs on Sunday, August 2nd at 6.30 p.m. So we look forward to seeing you all then. And have a nice full moon period. <laughs> Thank you.